sodium glucose co-transported to SGLT2 inhibitors improve cardiac function in reducing JAN-D expression in human diabetic hearts. An article by Raffaele Marfella, Giuseppe Paolisso and others from Università degli Studi della Campania, Luigi Van Vitelli, Naples, Italy. Metabolism Clinical and Experimental, 2021. Abstract. Background. The pathogenesis of experimental diabetic cardiomyopathy may involve the activator protein 1, HB1 member, JAN-D, using non-diabetic heart transplant, HTX, in recipients with diabetes, we examined the effects of the diabetic milieu, hyperglycemia and insulin resistance on cardiac GenD expression over 12 months. Because sodium glucose co-transported 2 inhibitors SGLT2I significantly reverse high glucose-induced AP1 binding in the proximal tubular cell, we investigated GenD expression in a subgroup of type 2 diabetic recipients receiving SGLT2I treatment. Methods We evaluated 77 first non-diabetic heart transplant recipients, 40 and 37 patients with and without diabetes respectively. Among the recipients with diabetes, 17, 45.9% were receiving SGLT2I treatment. HTX recipients underwent standard clinical evaluation, metabolic status, echocardiography, coronary computed tomography angiography, and endomyocardial biopsy. In the biopsy samples, we evaluated JAN-D, insulin receptor substrates 1 and 2, IRS1 and IRS2, peroxisome proliferator activated receptor gamma, PPAR gamma, and ceramide levels using real-time polymerase chain reaction and immunofluorescence. The biopsy evaluations in this study were performed at 1 to 4 weeks basal, 5 to 12 weeks intermediate, and up to 48 weeks final end of 12-month follow-up after her transplant. Results there was a significant early and progressive increase in the cardiac expression of JAN-D, PPR, gamma, and ceramide levels, along with a significant decrease in IRS1 and IRS2 in recipients with diabetes, but not in those without diabetes. These molecular changes were blunted in patients with diabetes receiving SGLT2Y treatment. Conclusion Early pathogenesis in human diabetic cardiomyopathy is associated with JAN-D, PPAR, gamma of expression and lipid accumulation following heart transplants in recipients with diabetes. Remarkably, this phenomenon was reduced by concomitant therapy with SGLT2Y, which acted directly on diabetic hearts. Introduction the pathogenesis of human diabetic cardiomyopathy is still under active investigation. The specific hallmark of early cardiac damage 
characterizing diabetic cardiomyopathy occurs in the presence of coronary heart disease, vulvar disease, hypertension, and or dyslipidemia. Moreover, insulin resistance and hyperglycemia are independent risk factors for the development of diabetic cardiomyopathy. Recent experimental data have identified the activator protein 1, AP1 member, Dundee, as a critical modulator of heart function in diabetic mice, and the main translational results were confirmed in heart samples from cardiac surgery patients. Costantino and others showed that the transcription factor Gen-D participates in heart dysfunction through peroxisome proliferate-activated receptor gamma, PPAR gamma. Hussein and others reported hyperglycemia-induced Gen-D downregulation and myocardial dysfunction. Although these observations demonstrate a correlation between Gen-D expression in cardiac function, the data from cross-sectional human observations have not clarified the role of Jandi in the function of the diabetic heart. Thus, to date, it is not yet known whether Jandi may play a role in the initiation and progression of human diabetic cardiomyopathy and whether Jandi modulation may reduce the influence of diabetes on heart function. In this context, a study by Panchapi Sikyan and others first demonstrated the sodium glucose co-transporter 2 inhibitors SGLT2I significantly reversed high glucose-induced AEP1 binding in proximal tubular cells. SGLT2I are increasingly prescribed to treat patients with type 2 diabetes to reduce the risk of cardiovascular events including heart failure. The mechanism by which SGLT2I reduced risk are likely to be independent of diabetes status and improvement of glycemic control. Thus, the reduction of adverse cardiovascular outcomes suggests that SGLT2I may have plausible class effects on cardiorenal outcomes. Therefore, several theories of the mechanism of action of SGLT2I in heart failure have been postulated. First, SGLT2I could affect cardiovascular risk factors such as improving the metabolic profile, reducing plasma glucose levels, blood pressure and body weight, and modifying the lipid profile. Second, SGLT2I induce a diuretic effect by reducing the intestinal volume, much more than reducing the intravascular volume, which is a key factor in preventing fluid overload and exacerbation of heart failure that requires hospitalization. Finally, SGLT2I could produce a hemodynamic response that creates a favorable environment to reduce cardiac hydrostatic pressure to induce ventricular modeling and hypertrophy. However, there are no data of the effects of SGLT2I on the metabolic molecular mechanism in human heart cardiomyocytes affected by the diabetic milieu. Therefore, to gain relevant insights into the metabolic mechanism influenced by diabetic status 
we studied Jandi expression at the onset of human diabetic cardiomyopathy by evaluating biopsy samples of transplanted hearts following our previous model. We also investigated cardiac Jandi expression in a subgroup of recipients with type 2 diabetes receiving SGLT2I treatment. Results Baseline characteristics and outcomes at one year follow-up We report data from 40 patients without diabetes, 51.9%, 20 patients with type 2 diabetes not treated with SGLT2I, 25.9%, and 17 patients with type 2 diabetes treated with SGLT2I, 22.2%. Among SGLT2I treated patients with type 2 diabetes, 10 were treated with empagliflozin, 5 with depagliflozin, and 2 with canagliflozin throughout the observation period. The study groups were well matched, as indicated by the guideline criteria for entry into the translation program. Compared with patients without pre-transplant diabetes, patients who had pre-transplant diabetes spent significantly more time in the hospital during the first year after her transplant. The main duration of hospitalization was 22 days for recipients who had pre-transplant diabetes and 17 days for recipients who did not. None of the other baseline characteristics differed significantly between groups, including pre-operative creatinine and cholesterol levels. Anti-diabetic therapy in patients with pre-transplant diabetes is supported in Table 1. Diabetes duration was 15.1 plus minus 3.3 years in the non-SGLT2I treated patients with diabetes and 16.1 plus minus 1.9 years in the SGLT2I treated patients with diabetes. None of the patients with diabetes in this study had diabetes complications such as nephropathy neuropathy or retinopathy. Before heart transplant and during the follow-up patients with diabetes showed optimal glucose and lipid control. As expected, plasma glucose levels and systemic insulin resistance HOMAIR, were higher in patients with diabetes than in patients without diabetes at baseline and follow-up. Among patients with diabetes, the plasma glucose levels were similar in those who did and did not receive SGLT2I treatments at baseline and follow-up. Interestingly, systemic insulin resistance HOMAIR, increased in all patients at follow-up, probably due to immunosuppressive therapy. However, the HOMAIR increase was significantly higher in non-SGLT2I treated patients with diabetes than in SGLT2I treated patients with diabetes at follow-up. After heart transplant, the in-hospital echocardiographic evaluation showed a normal ejection fraction, slight alterations in the diastolic phase 
and right ventricular function throughout the studied population without significant differences between patients with and without diabetes. After 12 months of follow-up, both left and right ventricular function with a significant reduction in ejection fraction and TAPSE were significantly lower in patients with diabetes than in those without diabetes. Finally, the EE prime ratio showed a lower reduction among patients with diabetes. Interestingly, the impairment of cardiac function was smaller in patients with diabetes treated with SGLT2I. In fact, the worsening of cardiac function was less evident in the SGLT2I treated patients with diabetes. The EE ratio was significantly lower and the ejection fraction was significantly higher in the SGLT2I treated patients than in patients with diabetes treated without SGLT2I. Among patients with type 2 diabetes treated with SGLT2I, there was no difference between the different SGLT2I treatments. Molecular analysis of ventricular specimens. As evidenced by co-localization immunofluorescence images of myocardial sections, TAND, PPAR, gamma, IRS1, IRS2, and ceramides were localized in the cardiomyocytes of patients with and without diabetes. Interestingly, PCR analysis showed that JAN-D, PPAR, gamma, IRS1, and IRS2 levels, as well as phosphorylated IRS1 and PPIR gamma levels, were similar in heart endomyocardial biopsies from all groups during the basal period. During the intermediate period, JAN-D and PPIR gamma levels were higher, and IRS1 and IRS2 levels were lower in specimens from patients with diabetes treated without SGLT2I than in those treated with SGLT2I or patients without diabetes. These variations were also observed in phosphorylated IRS1 and PPAR gamma levels. At the 12-month follow-up, these differences become more pronounced, reaching statistical significance. Among patients with type 2 diabetes treated with SGLT2I, there was no difference between the different SGLT2I treatments. The differences in myocardial JAN-D, PPAR, gamma, IRS1 and IRS2 levels observed among the diabetic groups were independent of glycemic control, as shown by the plasma glucose values during follow-up. Scatter plots show how the values of EF, EE' and TAPS varied by the levels of JAN-D in the heart lipid accumulation in cardiomyocytes. The triacylglycerol and ceramide measurements in heart tissue cardiomyocytes reveal similar lipid content in patients with and without diabetes. Interestingly, during the intermediate follow-up period, both triaglycerol and ceramide levels were higher in specimens from non-SGLT2I treated patients with diabetes than in those without diabetes or those treated with SGLT2I. Remarkably, 
At the final follow-up, three glycerol and ceramide levels were significantly higher in samples from non-SGLT to I-treated patients with diabetes than in specimens from patients without diabetes and SGLT to I-treated patients with diabetes. Scatter graphs show that the myocyte ceramide and triacylglycerol level change varied with the JAN D level. As shown by scatter graphs, heart function, JAN D insulin receptor, and myocardial lipid level can be divided into distinct groups based on three clouds of data. Finally, the analysis with a mixed model identified a significant difference between groups and between times, and a between group and time interaction. Moreover, post hoc analysis showed significant differences compared to patients without diabetes. Finally, no sex related differences were observed in Jandi, IRS1, IRS2, PPAR, Gamma ceramide and triacylglycerol myocardial levels. Discussion We show for the first time the association between the JAN-D-PPAR-Gamma pathway and early lipotoxic diabetic heart dysfunction in humans, which was partially prevented by the concomitant use of SGLT2I. The specific pathogenic contribution of JAN-D Expression correlated with PPAR, gamma, and lipid accumulation measured in heart specimens in this model. We investigated the early detrimental effects of diabetes on the myocardial JAN-D PPAR gamma pathway, which is involved in human diabetic cardiomyopathic progression, such as in healthy hearts transplanted into recipients with diabetes. Here we observe that the JAN-D-PPAR gamma pathway in cardiomyocytes might contribute to the initiation and progression of heart dysfunction through lipotoxicity, as evidenced by a progressive increase in ceramide in cardiomyocytes from healthy hearts implanted in patients with diabetes. Cardiomyocytes JAN-D-PPAR gamma pathway disorder may be a pivotal pathogenic event related to insulin resistance, as shown by scattergraph showing that cardiomyocyte insulin substrates varied when JAN-D expression increased. Although we cannot evaluate this data using a regression because, as seen in the graphs, we have three different groups of data. The analysis with a mixed model identified a significant difference between groups between times and between groups and times interaction. Moreover, post hoc analysis showed significant differences from the results in patients without diabetes. Thus, we hypothesized that progressive cardiomyocyte lipid accumulation linked to JAN-D-PPAR gamma pathway of expression may interfere with heart function, as indicated by the correlation between JAN-D expression and both diastolic and systolic impairments. Moreover, we observed that JAN-D-PPAR-Gamma pathway derangement begins early in transplanted healthy hearts of patients with diabetes but not in patients without diabetes, as demonstrated by the increase in the cardiomyocyte JAN-D-PPAR-Gamma pathway activity three months 
after her translation, but not in the first EMB after her translation. Therefore, the diabetic milieu can promptly alter the JAN-DPPAR gamma pathway and lipid metabolism in cardiomyocytes. Indeed, the myocyte ceramides and triacyl glycerol levels changed with the JAN-D levels. Finally, we show that increased expression of JAN-D was associated with cardiac dysfunction, independent of body mass index, BMI, heart rate and blood pressure in patients with diabetes 12 months after heart transplant. As a background for these associations, we observed that myocardial insulin resistance was higher healthy transplanted hearts in recipients with diabetes than in recipients without diabetes. These phenomena were more evident during follow-up progression, stressing the early tandem action of diabetic milieu and metabolic disease in the pathogenesis of diabetic cardiomyopathy. Because systemic insulin resistance correlated with JAN-D expression, we hypothesized that the metabolic milieu of patients with diabetes had a detrimental role in the early progression of diabetic cardiomyopathy. Stringingly, the present study suggested an inhibitory effect of SGLT2I on the JAN-D PPAR gamma pathway in heart transplant recipients with diabetes. Indeed, with equal risk factors, SGLT2I treated patients with diabetes showed a slower increase in myocardial JAN-D PPAR gamma pathway activity, myocardial insulin resistance, lipid accumulation and heart dysfunction. Thus, the concomitant use of SGLT2I potentially reversed the detrimental effects caused by the diabetic milieu. Previous data showed the SGLT2I reduced death from cardiovascular causes and improved heart function in type 2 diabetes mellitus through anti-hyperglycemic effects and non-glycemic effects, such as reducing visceral and ectopic fat. To the best of our knowledge, this is the first study to show a reduction in JAN-D, PPAR, gamma and ceramide levels in the human diabetic heart following SGLT2I treatment. SGLT2I may act on systemic and cardiac insulin resistance, as evidenced by the observation that both HOMAIR and cardiomyocyte insulin receptor levels were improved by SGLT2I therapy. SGLT2I influenced cardiac energy metabolism, breaking the vicious circle between HF and IR and mediating cardioprotective effects by regulating mitochondrial function, modulating glucose metabolism, enhancing fatty acid metabolism, and shifting to ketone body metabolism. Therefore, SGLT2I can increase glucose and fatty acid utilization and shift the myocardial fuel from glucose to ketone bodies and free fatty acids. This transformation can increase the energy production of the diabetic heart along with improvements of heart remodeling, demonstrating the therapeutic potential of SGLT2I in heart failure and insulin resistance. In addition, multiple large-scale clinical studies have confirmed the beneficial effects of SGLT2I on cardiovascular events and explored 
the clinical benefits of SCGLT2 in regulating metabolism. However, most clinical trials are limited to patients with clinically evident heart failure. In our study, we show for the first time the role of SGLT2I in preventing metabolic derangements from leading to heart dysfunction. Thus, Jandi PPAR gamma pathway regulation might be associated with better cardiac function in patients with type 2 diabetes treated with SGLT2I than in patients with diabetes not receiving such treatment. This unique model showed that patients with type 2 diabetes treated with SGLT2I maintained normal cardiac function after 12 months of follow-up. Study limitations First, this study's major limitation, its observational nature and the inability to determine a causal relationship with molecular data. However, the study population is very powerful and the observation will likely stimulate additional mechanistic studies. Second, our study is not a multi-center study and thus we need to extend our observations to a larger cohort of patients. Third, immunosuppressive therapy could affect the Jandi PPAR gamma pathway. However, we observed that the progressive increase in the Jandi PPAR gamma pathway was blunted by SGL T2I therapy during immunosuppression. Fourth, HOMAIR as an index of systemic insulin resistance may have some limitations. The limitations of HOMAIR should be considered by individuals with very low BMI, high fasting glucose levels and mixed race populations. Due to the strict selection criteria for heart transplant, our study population had similar BMI, fasting glucose levels, and only induced co-caution patients. Moreover, we evaluated the phosphorylation of IRS1 and PPAR gamma. Therefore, we hypothesized that IRS1 and PPAR gamma activities are modulated by diabetes and SGLT2I therapy. Finally, it is impossible to discern any differences between individual SGLT2I due to the low number of cases where they were used. Despite these limitations, we provide first evidence of early, within 12 months, impairments of metabolic mechanism implicated in the pathogenesis of human diabetic cardiomyopathy. Thus, the major goal of our study was to provide a new real-life study to investigate the early effects of the diabetic milieu on the heart. Moreover, Jandi could be a new target for the early prevention of diabetic cardiomyopathy and subsequent heart failure. Conclusion Our human study revealed a new molecular mechanism by which SGLT2I may act directly on the myocardium to prevent diabetic heart dysfunction. These findings improve our understanding of the pathophysiology of diabetic cardiomyopathy and may provide a novel stage for SGLT2I therapy to prevent heart dysfunction in patients with type 2 diabetes.
Thank you for listening.